0: a group of people who were on a pilgrimage from where they lived to where they were ultimately going and processing it as they went the psalms helped them to think through what god was doing why he was doing it and it helped to transform their relationship with god as they as they went along we began in psalm 120 we're going to keep going till we get to Psalm 134 the last one and today we're in Psalm 124, so we're partway through our journey like we are in life personally and um, and, and as a church. And today the title uh, for us is uh, The Great Escape. The Great Escape. Do you remember that movie? Some of us might have seen it. Uh, Steve McQueen. Uh, what's that tune? It goes... Da, 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 no, that's not that's the wrong one, isn't it? I was getting that one in the uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark tune muddled up. Anyway, The Great Escape, very silly film, but a lot of fun. And the theme of escaping is uh, very strong uh, in films and in literature and in our own lives. We love the theme of escape. We A lot of us would like to escape from lockdown uh, we certainly like to escape from the consequences of the virus. That's understandable. And when when there is a sense of escape, I mean, as, um, it's nice for Leon and Barry to, to actually get out and see each other this week. That's lovely. Um, I think Joe and I are hopefully going to get a chance to pray together this week, even if six feet away from each other, whatever. There's a great sense of joy when you do get uh, to escape um my great uncle uh was when i was growing up when i was a young lad i knew my great uncle called fred fred nagler what i didn't realize was that his whole story at the time his name was actually friedrich nagler and he was a a german jew and he escaped the nazis when he was 13 years old uh and that whole story is very long and complicated but it's 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 incredibly intense the way that he managed to escape he ended up marrying my mother's aunt and i got to know him when i was a young lad and he was an eccentric chap uh, but he never forgot how lucky he was to escape and get away and that there's a sense of great gratitude when we escape on the big level like that and there's also some joy even on the small matters of escape um some of you will have seen my parents garden which is quite large and my father has been waging they lived in that house for almost what is it now 40 or 50 years my father has been waging a fruitless unending uh, uh, campaign and war against the rabbits Uh, he uh, doesn't like them eating his plants um and he has many traps set around the garden and one of his jobs is to go around and check the traps and then shoot the rabbits with his air gun uh, and then dumped the body and lo and behold the next day it seems as a fresh rabbit you know appeared Uh, one time he was staying there with the kids and penny and of course penny is very soft-hearted as our children are and she was out in the garden with fred and they found a rabbit in one of the traps actually i have a picture can i present this i think i can do this let me just see if i just show you Um, how do I do this again I've done this for a while present present okay yes let me just show you a typical picture of what's going on in my parent in my dad's garden situation okay let's have a look see if you can see that can you see that picture okay there is little bunny in the trap in my parents garden all right, let me stop that sharing. Um, Penny and Fred found such a rabbit in such a circumstance. And rather than telling my father or killing it as he would want them to do, they took the trap, lifted it over the fence, took open the door, and set the rabbit free to join his rabbity cousins. Um, and then later, I guess, to come back and reinvade. Um, I don't think we ever told my father about that. Um, so don't please don't tell him uh, i know this is going to go online but he doesn't go online so it's okay as long as we keep it quiet between ourselves uh i don't know how much joy the rabbit had but a penny and fred enjoyed giving the rabbit his freedom the sense of escape is very strong in this psalm very strong if the lord had not been on our side when people attacked us we'd have been swallowed alive. Their anger flared against us. The flood would have engulfed us. The torrent would have swept over us. Raging waters would have swept us away. Praise be to the Lord, has not let us be torn by their teeth. We have escaped like a bird from the fowler's snare. The snare has been broken. We have escaped. Our help is in the name of the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. So what we're talking about today is what has God helped us to escape from what has he rescued us from and the reason we're going to focus on that in the psalm is that when we reflect on what god has helped us escape from it helps us to be both hopeful that we can escape from the things that are difficult now or will be in the future and helps creating us a great sense of gratitude for who god is and the fact that he's here to help us and so we have a number of metaphors. Um, an earthquake, a flood, uh, a beast of prey, a fowler um, trapping the birds here. And probably what David's thinking about, we think it's it's a, a Psalm of David, what David's probably thinking of is the times when he was trapped by King Saul, being chased by him in all the caves and the valleys around Jerusalem, or possibly the Philistines. If you want to look it up later, 2 Samuel chapter 5 has an example of that for david that claustrophobic sense of being trapped and needing to be rescued so that's part of what's going on here so what david's talking about here is not a theoretical idea like i was kind of kind of metaphorically trapped he had been physically trapped and needed rescue so he's talking about real life Um, This is something from his own life. It's as as someone said about this psalm. This is not a press release. It's an honest prayer He's not proclaiming something that's theory. He's proclaiming something that was very real in his own life The hazards are real, but the great thing one of the great things about the psalm is although the hazards are real They're not the focus the focus is God God's help is the focus So, um, before I go any further, first of all, biblical examples. Let me ask the question. Who can you think of in the Bible who was given some help to escape or rescued by God?
1: Uh, the, The earliest thing I can think of in the Old Testament is Noah escaping the flood.
0: Okay. He and his family escaped the flood. That's quite right. Bill, you had something? You have to unmute yourself, Bill. No, my lip reading skills aren't up to it can you unmute yeah. um, you
2: the israelites escaping the egyptians
0: israelites escaping the egyptians the exodus yes the classic yes. yeah okay who else uh okay um the um baby moses actually being put
2: in the basket to escape being killed it? yeah
0: actually that's pretty cool because he didn't even know he was being rescued but or escaping but it happened yes uh, mr watkins senior otherwise known as John. <laughs> Paul and Silas in the Philippian jail. Right, exactly. Paul and Silas singing prayers, singing hymns all night, and they get rescued. Yeah, anybody else? Uh, There's some oh, chat box comments. There are. I missed well, the I
1: chat box. Go uh, ahead, Stephen. Simon, uh, Simon Palmer says Moses. Uh, Penny says Rahab. Mrs. Burke says... Leia, oh, on behalf of Leia, Leia says Daniel and the Lion. Aneta says Abraham. Um, the Cronier says Daniel. Simon Palmer says the spies. I assume that's the spies that went into the Jericho. Oh. Uh, Barry says Paul and Stephen. Aneta says Peter. And Sarah says Lot
0: yeah Abraham went to rescue him uh, by God's help. Um, the longer we think about this, the longer that list is going to get. Old Testament and New Testament. There's so many examples of people who were in one way or another rescued, who escaped by God's strength and God's power. Now let me ask you another then question. Why do these stories resonate? This is a little bit more of a deeper question uh dan sure i think it's because uh,
1: one of the strong kind of human what really define us as being being human or part of our strong part of our, our humanity is uh is to have freedom and um when we feel or oh, we are oppressed hmm. it just stirs up strong emotions in us and i i We are designed by God to be free, if that makes sense. It's part of our humanity. And he doesn't want us to feel or be
0: oppressed. Hmm. Thanks, yeah, excellent, good. Uh, Okay, you got something?
2: Yeah, I think, I've seen someone put
1: a similar thing. It's about hope. I think for us, we always want the, we have that feeling of the best possible outcome and when there is hope.
0: It's quite a nice thing, so you can relate to those stories, yes. Hope, yes. Hope. What's the line in the Prince of Egypt? Uh, hope is fragile but hard to kill, or something,
2: yeah. Frail. Is, the is hope frail. Is frail frail. Hard to kill, yeah.
0: Hard to kill. That's it. I love that line.
1: Some okay. comments in the chat box. Lidl, Go for it, says, uh, Lidl says it gives hope. Um, Barry says it demonstrates the power of God. Uh, the Cronje says all had a purpose afterwards. Uh, the Pitcher Palmer says a sense of mercy given through emancipation and aneta says we are all human irrespective of times when we live and we feel the same in hard circumstances
0: Not much you but i've had times in my life when i have felt somewhat like the way david describes the challenges that he had experienced the being attacked being swallowed up having people's anger flare at me uh, the flood engulfed The torrent would have swept over us. Um, Eugene Peterson, in his book on these psalms, talks about the flood picture here. Uh, The second picture, the flood, speaks of sudden disaster. In the Middle East, watercourses that have eroded the countryside are all interconnected by an intricate gravitational system. A sudden storm fills these little gullies with water They feed into one another, and in a very few minutes, a torrential flash flood is produced. During the rainy season, such unannounced catastrophes pose great danger for persons who live in these desert areas. There is no escaping. One minute, you are well and happy and making plans for the future. The next minute, the entire world is disarranged by a catastrophe. We've probably all had some experiences like that, whether very immediately threatening in a physical sense or whether it's more to do with uh, other circumstances, emotions or things in our lives. Let me ask you this question then, for any of us that will be prepared to share. What has, as you look back over your life so far, what are some of the things God has rescued you from? what are some of the things that god has helped you to escape from that you
3: yeah i just wanted to share a little story about modern medicine because when i was young i was um you know we had the old type of medicines and none of them seemed to work very well and i got uh i, I um had a severe asthma and i was asphyxiated at one point went blue <laughs> and oh. um i um you know yeah, I don't even know if I had to was resuscitated, but I had to be rushed to hospital by my granddad, who uh, you know helped save me then. But uh, um, afterwards, as well, um, we had this um, um, it's the invention of Ventolin inhalers. You know, the so you know the salbutamol they call it now, and uh, I've got a lot to thank God about because I, I might have been really struggling with my. I think uh, modern medicine in the last 20, 30 years has come on leaps and bounds, you know, so that's saved me.
0: Thanks. Yeah, we can be tremendously grateful for the skills that God has given people to develop modern medicines and continue to do so. That's quite right. Yeah. Excellent. Um, I was going to share a story that, Penny and I were having a conversation with our kids many years ago around the dinner table, and they were moaning about the fact that I don't know that something to do with uh, they didn't like the fact we were Christians or something, or they or, or something to do with that, and um, or they couldn't see the point or something, or it wasn't very helpful or something, and uh, and I don't know if it was Penny or I, but one of us said to the kids, "You do realize that if your mum and dad weren't Christians, you pro- you wouldn't exist." I mean, we wouldn't be having this conversation right now because you wouldn't actually exist. And they were like, what do you mean? He said, well, I think we'd have been divorced by the time, before before we had kids, if we hadn't become Christians. We, we wouldn't be here. I mean, we wouldn't be having this conversation. You wouldn't exist. We wouldn't be married still. And I think, and that's one of the things I feel like God's rescued me from. Um, you know, Penny and I loved each other. We, we met before we were Christians. Uh, we developed a faith, we became Christians, we got married. But as I think about my personality, my character, and the selfishness that's very deep in me, um, I can easily see how Penny would have got, uh, should we say, even more frustrated than she sometimes gets now uh, with my behaviour, and uh, to the point of exasperation. And, and I, I can't, see, can't see that we would have stayed together. And uh, in that situation also, almost certainly we would have had our children much later if we were going to have children. So that would have been a longer period. And then we'd have, I think we'd have been divorced. And I was thinking, I was praying about this morning, what would I be like if I didn't have the spirit of Christ in me? And I don't say this to sound like superior in any sense, because it is, as somebody said, it's just the grace of God. But I think I'd be fat, uh, possibly an alcoholic, divorced and broke um and miserable and quite possibly a number of other bad things and i know it wouldn't necessarily i I can't be absolutely sure of all these things but i i know myself i know i know oh and i probably i might have stayed sort of religious because i kind of was but it would have been a it would have been a form of religion it would have been that passage that talks about um denying its power you know like a form of godliness but denying its power and i'm so very grateful that back in what 1984 that god brought some men into my life that could show me what it really meant to have faith what it really meant to follow jesus as a disciple instead of just having some kind of mostly intellectual belief that made me a slightly more polite middle-class person and that wasn't the seeing what it was really about is, is the grace of god so it's, for me, I feel like I've asked. my life still has plenty of challenges, and I'm I'm just as much of a sinner as I ever was in many ways. I have been, so many bad things have been prevented from coming into my life because of what God has done. It's an amazing list. I mean, that's just the beginning, perhaps. So I'm going to stop for a moment and just see if anybody else would like to share. Otherwise, we'll move on to a couple more points, and then we'll take communion. Uh, together. <laughs> Thanks, Liesl. <laughs> Speaking for you, Stefan, uh, Liesl says that uh, the two of you can relate to uh, me and Penny's great escape. Yes. Well, there you go. There we go. <laughs> uh, That's cool. Yes. Uh, uh, Asagi, you were going to say something.
2: Yeah, for me, I feel. Until- there were things in my personality that I I felt were okay. One of them was like feeling comfortable with shouting in relationships. Like if I got angry, I felt it was okay to get really angry and shout and raise my voice. And I felt it's an emotion that I feel. So why can't I express it? And before then there was never really any challenge for me to think of how it make the other person feel and how it could, it put strains in relationships. So when I became a Christian, this was one thing, one area where I think I transformed a lot because I, there's a verse in Proverbs where it talks about um, a gentle, I think a gentle tongue can break a bone, something mm-hmm. like that. I can't remember the exact, and I feel, I feel that's helped me a lot in my relationships in marriage and with my kids because at times when in the past I know that a little thing would mean now start shouting and when you start shouting you lose you lose the conversation, you lose the point you're trying to make. And I think that has helped me a lot in my marriage and my relationship with my kids. So I think that's the one big escape for me. Because um, just being able to have a bit more self-control than I normally
0: would have. Thank you. Thank you. Well, I'm going to ask a question for us to think about, not to answer right now. Um, God has rescued us. Maybe, Maybe something that might be a valuable exercise to do is to take a piece of paper and sometime today or tomorrow or sometime this week, just sit down and write down a list of the things that God has rescued you from that God has given you an escape from. And it may be, as I say, practical things, or it may be more conceptual things that you think, you know, if God hadn't come into my life, I think this is the way my life would have gone. And the reason for doing that is, again, not so that we can feel good about ourselves. It's, <laughs> it's more to help us to be grateful, but also to then be faithful about the fact that whatever we're, we feel stuck in now, what, wherever we feel trapped now, It gives us hope that we can we can get out from under it at the right time whilst we're stuck in something it may be that god is teaching us something helpful for our faith and our character but there's hope that it's going to produce something good and there's hope that that the end will come to all of this as we look back it helps us to look forward paul wrote in corinthians that the reason we have the old testament is we have those as warnings but also, I think, as inspirations to know that God is with us. And so looking back helps us to look forward with, with faith. And at this moment, as we're going through, you know, some very challenging times, it's important that we're able to live in hope, not now, not just say, Well, I know eventually it'll all be over. But no, I can live in hope now because I know God is with me. Um, if the Lord had not been on our side, let Israel say, if the Lord had not been on our side, the Lord is on our side now. He He is. So a couple of thoughts, and then we'll take communion just to wrap up. Firstly, let's think about what helps us to stay escaped. If we have escaped, what helps us to stay escaped? Well, first of all, it's our powerful God. Our powerful God is the one who rescued us and will help us to stay safe. 1 Corinthians 6, verse 14, By his power, God raised the Lord from the dead, and he will raise us also. raised jesus from the dead he will raise you and i it's his power that did that so we live in the power in trust and faith in the power of god secondly that thing that will help us is to be sober about our current weaknesses be honest about that you know paul i mean so david is honest about the challenges that he had here we also are in a good place when we're sober about the fact that we are still weak uh first john chapter one verse eight if we claim to be without sin we deceive ourselves. Truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just, will forgive us our sins, purify us from all unrighteousness. If we claim we have not sinned, we make him out to be a liar, and his word is not in us. And also, Second Peter chapter 2, verse 20, if they have escaped the corruption of the world by knowing our Lord and Saviour, Jesus Christ, and are again entangled in it and are overcome, They are worse off at the end than they were at the beginning. So there's a call there for soberness and honesty with God, but perhaps with each other, uh, with uh, areas of sin in our lives. And thirdly, the third thing is what helps us to stay escaped and to stay in that place with God is to have supportive and honest friends. Supportive and honest friends. Even though the friends of Jesus weren't always as supportive as they could have been, Still, he demonstrated he needed his friends. When he was overwhelmed, he went to God in Gethsemane to pray, but he took his friends with him. It's true they let him down. Those aren't the kinds of friends we want to be to each other, but he knew he needed his friends with him. And he went to the garden and he said to his friends, my soul is overwhelmed with sorrow to the point of death. Stay here and keep watch with me. Well, at least they stayed with him. Uh, through his time of prayer then we'll give them credit for that so let's think about the things that can help us to stay strong through this time now wrapping up the tone of the psalm is one of celebration it's a celebration and we gather at least in part for celebration and we're going to take bread and wine in a moment as celebration if the lord had not been on our side let israel say if the lord had not been on our side it's like david is doing this thing where he's stopping himself he's 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 starting to speak if the lord had not been on our side and then he's like join in with me everybody let israel say come on join in if the lord had not been on our side and he, he wants to celebrate together with everybody what god has done for israel and and for him so we sing together we pray together we we connect the best way we can uh, online any way we can. Um, let's help each other to celebrate what God has done. Again, maybe as Barry and Leon did this last week, hopefully Joe and I can figure it out this week, maybe we can start to meet up together safely, wisely, but maybe we can and start praying together, talking together, helping each other to be able to, to celebrate the power and the love of God. Um, I'm going to finish off by reading the words of an old hymn and then we're going to take communion which is one of those things that god has given us by his love and gra- grace to help us to remain grateful for the fact that god is on our side jesus would not have died on the cross if it wasn't for the fact that god is on our side fundamentally and with a wholehearted commitment so that's what we're going to do as we take as we take the uh the bread and the wine is we're going to be celebrating And what I'm going to ask us to do, if you can, if you want to, perhaps you might like to close your eyes as I read the words of this old hymn, which is called, And Can It Be? And uh, if you can't close your eyes or you don't want to, that's okay. But just let's meditate on these words. Then I'll pray. And then we'll take bread and wine to celebrate the escape that God has given us. And can it be? And can it be that I should gain an interest in the Savior's blood? Died he for me, who caused his pain? For me, who him to death pursued? Amazing love, how can it be that thou, my God, shouldst die for me? Amazing love, how can it be that thou, my God, shouldst die for me? tis mystery all the immortal dies who can explore his strange design in vain the firstborn seraph tries to sound the depths of love divine tis mercy all let earth adore let angel minds inquire no more tis mercy all let earth adore let angel minds inquire no more he left his father's throne above so free so infinite his grace emptied himself of all but love, and bled for Adam's helpless race. Tis mercy all, immense and free, for, oh my God, it found out me. Tis mercy all, immense and free, for, oh my God, it found out me. Long my imprisoned spirit lay, fast bound in sin and nature's night, Thine eye diffused a quickening ray. I woke, the dungeon flamed with light. My chains fell off, my heart was free. I rose, went forth, and followed thee. My chains fell off, my heart was free. I rose, went forth, and followed thee. No condemnation now I dread. Jesus and all in him is mine. Alive in him, my living head and clothed with righteousness divine. Bold, I approach the eternal throne and claim the crown through Christ my own. Bold, I approach the eternal throne and claim the crown through Christ my own. Let's pray. Father, we celebrate together the fact that the chains have been Broken, they have fallen off. We are free. We rise to live a new life, beginning now and lasting forever. A life, a life granted us by the death of Jesus. A life granted us by your grace and love. A life that we haven't earned, or we haven't deserved, we could not buy, and yet given us. A life without uh, uh, so far beyond what what we can reckon in 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 its value, it, it's of infinite value. We want to thank you so much for that. We want to thank you and praise you that you have rescued us, that you are always and ever on our side, that though we're surrounded by dangers, fears, and things that we don't understand, yet still, God, you are with us, that even though we feel trapped, there will come, there has come rescue in the past, and there will come rescue again in the future. We thank you that you delight in rescue and escape, that you've done it for your people from time immemorial, and you'll do it until the time comes to end all time we thank you and praise you that because of of Jesus and his life and his death and his resurrection we need have no fear of anything that threatens to overwhelm us now we know that you have the best way marked out for us already and we pray to trust you and follow you in that way as we take the bread and wine we ask you father please please fill us with gratitude for what Jesus has done help us to remember what he has done each day of this week so we can live in him, in his heart, in his spirit, in, in his likeness, in this dark world. We pray that as we take the bread that symbolizes his body and the wine that symbolizes his blood, that we remember that that body broken for us and that blood shed for us for the new covenant were done willingly by him, willingly and lovingly so that we could enjoy our relationship with you just not only now, but forever. Strengthen us, Father, we pray in our faith. Help us to love one another as Christ has loved us. Help us to love those in the world who don't yet know your love. Help us to make a difference to the needy in this world, to who we can help. And we thank you for Jesus, and we pray all these things in his name. Amen. Let's take bread and wine.